Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our risen Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus says to us today, my sheep hear my voice, I know them, they follow me. I give unto them eternal life, they shall never perish, and no one can snatch them out of my hand. This is the very word of our God as it is found for us in John chapter 10. Christ is risen. Hallelujah. Well, today is an exciting day in the life of our congregation. It always is on confirmation today. In fact, uh, in the late service, uh, 12 young men and women will be confirmed. But the fact of the matter is, they've already been in the process of being confirmed. But how is that so? It's because the word confirmation literally means strengthening. And that's an action that Only God can bring about. As God works through his word and his sacraments to grow and to strengthen our faith. Confirmation is this ongoing action on the part of a Christian. In fact, what we're doing here right now by worshiping God, God is confirming. God is strengthening our faith. You know, personally... uh, I don't really like it when someone says to me, especially on the golf course, after I've played about eight holes, playing with someone I don't know, and I've listened to all the uh, calling upon God's name every time a bad shot is made, and then they tell me, well, what do you do for a living? And then I tell them when I'm a pastor, and then they often say, I was confirmed. You know, like... uh, I don't know, that just bothers me because it, is a, uh, it implies a past action, a one-time action. But our confirmation is never finished, is it? It's because every Christian, every one of you here this morning, finds yourself in this constant struggle, this constant battle between with sin and death and even the power of the devil. The Bible calls it fighting the good fight of faith. So let me ask you, how's that battle going on in your life? You know, I pray that, uh, that you haven't given up the fight. Or worse yet, I pray that uh, you don't say that there is no battle. And yet, that's kind of the trap that many people fall into. Paul pointed it out this way when he said, Our struggle is really not against flesh and blood, the things that we can see, but our spiritual struggle is against the forces of darkness in the heavenly realms. Jesus knew that this battle was real. Remember how he was tempted by the devil. But how did Jesus stand strong against the devil's temptations? Of course, he relied upon God's word. He said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Part of our continuing confirming or strengthening of our faith is taking place what, in what we're doing right now. As we hear the word of God, as we take it to heart, as we go to church, as we come to Sunday school, and even as we join together in Christian fellowship. You know, sometimes I think we get this misidea, misconception about uh, fellowship. Fellowship is Christians gathering together, ultimately around the Word of God, to be encouraged and to be strengthened in their faith. 
Sunday morning worship is one of those times of Christian fellowship. When we purposely stay away from the Word of God, what do we do? We shoot ourselves in the foot. Remember the devil asked Jesus to fall down. Bow down and worship Him. And what did the devil promise Jesus? He promised that He would give Him all of the riches, all of the kingdoms of this world. All if He would just bow down and worship Him. You know, if you can get all of that from worshiping, then worshiping must be pretty powerful. And it is. Because the word worship means to give worth to something. If you worship your car, or your phone, or your friends, or anything else, you are giving worth to them. Same thing needs to happen when we worship God. Again, if we worship God, we give Him worth. Now this may surprise you, but Worship cannot be shared. Now, by that I mean you can't worship a number of things at the same time. Again, remember the words of Jesus. You can't worship me and money at the same time because you will love the one and hate the other. Worship has to be aimed at one thing. And that's what Jesus told the devil. He said, you shall worship the Lord your God alone, and alone it is Him whom you shall serve. There can only be one first place. There can only be one God. But worship is also work. It requires energy and effort. You have to concentrate when you worship. I can guarantee that you probably sitting here this morning have probably already thought about 10 things that you need to do the rest of the day while you're listening to this sermon. If you're like me, I have a hard time concentrating on what I'm hearing. Worship requires energy. Even singing, singing with vigorous joy, or praying with constant sincerity, or listening to the Word of God with a hungry eagerness. How often do we listen to the Word of God with this hungry eagerness? And worship for a child of God is never optional. You know, I just love it that confirmation this year falls on the fourth Sunday of Easter. The fourth Sunday of Easter is always called Good Shepherd Sunday. And the readings for this morning are more than appropriate for what is happening today. Like sheep, we need a shepherd. We need someone to give us peace and security in a world that is spinning out of control. We need a shepherd, a savior, to save us. Jesus calls us to follow him in faith, to listen to him, to trust in him. And to believe that he is the one who loved us so much that he was willing to lay down his life in our place. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. I got to tell you, this sinful world doesn't want you to follow Jesus. They want you to follow someone, but they don't want you to follow Jesus. The number one person that they encourage you to follow is yourself. You ever tried following yourself? It's really pretty hard to do. Because if you try following yourself, you just end up going around in circles. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. Notice he doesn't say they heard my voice. 
But they hear my voice. They hear it today. And they hear it every day. And they don't just follow me for a little while until confirmation is over with. You know, your relationship with Jesus is never to be in the past tense. Your relationship with Jesus isn't even in the present tense. When Jesus says, I am the good shepherd, what tense is that? Is it past, present, or future? It's actually all three of those things. In the Greek, it is what is called eternal tense. Jesus promises that he's going to be with us always. Remember the first time you heard the voice of Jesus? I'm thinking that probably for most of us, it was on the day of our baptism. But maybe you're saying to yourself right now, you know, I was too young to hear the voice of Jesus on the day of my baptism. But you heard the voice of Jesus on that day. I guarantee it. You heard it not only with your ears, but you heard it with your heart. You know why? Because God the Holy Spirit was speaking. God the Holy Spirit was at work calling us to faith. That's what happened when you and I were baptized. God the Holy Spirit was at work. We weren't the ones who were at work. He was bringing us into this eternal connection with himself. And that's what it means to hear the voice of Jesus, to believe that he is the one who loves you so much that he laid down his life for you. And I can guarantee you that Jesus is still speaking to you today. He's speaking to us through the word. I pray that he is speaking to us every time you hear a sermon in this church from Pastor Don or myself. I pray that every time we point you to Jesus, you hear the voice of Jesus every time you study his word. And in a few minutes, you and I are privileged to hear the voice of Jesus as we come to the communion rail. And what does Jesus say to us? Take, eat, take, drink. This is my body. This is my blood given and shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. Jesus knows the importance of confirmation. He knows the importance of strengthening your faith. Because he knows the temptations you and I face of living in a world that is hell-bent at every turn at attempting to destroy your faith. You know, if there's one thing about Jesus that you have to love, many things, but first of all, what you have to love about Jesus is that he never, ever beat around the bush. He never beat around the bush when it came to your spiritual welfare and your spiritual well-being. That's why Jesus is not afraid at every turn to warn us against the dangers of sin and temptation. He's not afraid to warn us about the danger of unconfessed sin. And he's not afraid to tell us how desperately we need him to be our good shepherd. God also says to us today what? Fear not. You know, that word fear is an interesting thing. You can have good kind of fears and you can have bad kind of fears. Personally, I've always been uh, fearful of heights. As a little kid, I never liked to climb up into the silo to throw silage down. I just don't like heights. 
I also don't like speed. And I don't like closed-in places. And some of that fear is a good thing because it causes me to be careful in life. But there's other kinds of fears that are not so good. For example, as a father, as a grandfather, as a pastor of this church, I'm fearful at times for our confirmation students. I'm fearful for my sons and my daughters and my fellow believers about life in this world, in a hell-bent world that's trying to destroy your faith. I can be fearful about it. I can worry about it until the cows come home. But maybe instead of being fearful about it, maybe I ought to take it to the Lord in prayer and, and, and pray about it. Not only that, but there's another kind of fear that is important for us to understand. You know, at confirmation class, we learned that we should what? Fear, love, and trust in God above all things. Sounds sort of paradoxical, doesn't it? Why should I fear God? And yet we should fear sinning against God. We should fear unconfessed sin. We should fear His wrath. One of the problems we have in a world today is that Too many people have no fear for who God is and what he can do. They have no respect for God. The fear of God is only worrisome when we do not love and trust in him above all things. And you know, when people neither love nor trust in God, they're left with a couple of options. And both of them are not good. One of them is to live your life in fear. Not being certain of your salvation. The other one, of course, is again that uncertainty. Think about the world tonight. world goes to bed with this uncertainty. If I were to die tonight, what would happen to me? You know, I don't want anyone to live in fear and uncertainty when it comes to their salvation. You and I have a shepherd, a good shepherd. And I want you, by faith, to love and trust in him above all things. You know, Jesus says to us today, I know you. I've called you by your name. I know everything about you. God knows us better than we know ourselves. And God says to us today, I know the plans that I have for you. Plans to give you what? A hope and a future. It is because of this that it is of the utmost importance that we seek God's guidance and direction for our life all the time. Now, i got to say to you, there have been many times, I must confess, where I have not always sought God's guidance. One of the reasons for that is probably because I know what he's going to tell me. Ever had that happen? Same thing with going to your parents sometimes. Sometimes you know what they're going to tell you. It's a good thing. Sometimes I haven't sought God's guidance because I want to be my own God. I want to try to do all of this stuff myself. And if it doesn't work out, I guess maybe I'll go to God as a last resort. But I can tell you what, every time I do that, I find myself in a real mess. A lot of messes. And sometimes I think... 
I'm more interested in what other people think about me rather than what God thinks. How sad that is. The bottom line is today is Confirmation Sunday. The bottom line today is Good Shepherd Sunday. And we love to hear that Jesus is our shepherd, our caring shepherd. But if he is our shepherd, then we are his sheep. Now, have you ever thought about being a sheep? You know, frankly, having raised 250 sheep on the farm every day, it's not a pleasant picture. You know, the life of a sheep can be difficult, it can be dangerous, and they're easily led astray. You know, they're easily led astray. they got attention deficit disorder. They really do. Because they always have their head down. They always have their head down. Why? Because they're always thinking about eating that fork in the road. I don't know if they pick up the fork in the road or not. But, you know, they easily are led astray because they're not keeping their focus where it belongs. You know, those who are led astray get themselves in all kinds of messes. But we who are sheep, who belong to the good shepherd, life is indeed good. For God has promised to give us life in all of its abundance. So the bottom line is this. The words of Jesus to us today. My sheep, that's you. My sheep hear my voice. I know them. They follow me. I give to them eternal life and they shall never perish And no one can snatch them out of my hands. In his name we ask it. We pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that in your great love, you have shepherded us. Shepherd us, O God. Shepherd us. We need your guiding and protection. We need your feeding. We need you every moment of our life. Where would we be without our faith? We pray, Lord, for our confirmants this morning. Lord, they're going to face a world that is spinning out of control. They're going to put up with so many challenges that we never faced when we were their age. And we just pray, Lord, that you would send your guardian angels to guide, guard, and protect them. And I also pray, Lord, that you would use us to uh, continue to uh, step into that shepherd's role at times, to lead and guide and guard and protect And Lord, help us to speak the truth to them. Help us to speak it in a spirit of love, the same way you do always in our life. And so we entrust them and ourselves into your care and into your keeping. And all of God's people said, Amen.